What's up, guys? Welcome to episode six of Youth Pastors or Pastors 2 podcast. Uh, I think we're scheduled to have a good one today. The myth, the legend, Keith is with us that we, uh, he ironically told me last week that we mentioned him at least every episode we've had. <laughs> so we're like, I guess we better have him on. So uh, you can like us on Apple or follow, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, and you can watch the video. This week my beard's looking fresh because I just got a cut and a haircut. So if you want to check that out, uh, you can find us on YouTube. Jeremy still looks like a homeless man. Uh, Keith's hair is actually combed this week. So, uh, so if you want to check it out, you can always check out the YouTube. We don't recommend it, but it is there. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, you got anything you want to add? Uh, you know, I always recommend like, share, subscribe, do whatever. You know, whatever five stars. Can you do? Do they do people rate you on five stars or whatever? Or is that just Yelp? Uh, Does anybody use Yelp? I do. Sometimes it just depends on what it is. Like restaurants, yeah. If I look up there and it's like, oh, we had cockroaches in our chips. I'm like, mm, <laughs> probably shouldn't go there. You, can I make unless a it's worth it? Can I make a confession real quick? I don't I, know if I, what kind of confession. Where's this can going? I, is, can I make a confession real quick? I, I deliver food on the side for Uber Eats, okay? And I don't think I've mentioned it on the show yet, but I like it. I love it. And I enjoy riders too. But the other day, I had this hankering for Chicken Express, and I didn't want to go go there, and I decided to order online, okay? And you think I would know what I'm doing, but it directed me to Yelp. I bought my food from Chicken Express through Yelp. About an hour later, I thought to myself, hmm, where's my Chicken Express? And I called Chicken Express, talked to the owner, and he's like, oh, yeah, uh, we're waiting for you to pick it up. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> I clicked the wrong thing. Yeah. Who gives uh, Yelp reviews? Like, like if you have to review Yelp itself, where do you review that? Oh, I would give them, like, because so they're waiting on my food and... It said delivery. So can you, can you order it and then go pick it up yourself and pay yourself? Uh, well, I paid through it. I paid for it on the app and you're supposed to go pick it up yourself. And uh, the owner was very gracious. He even threw in three free cherry pies. Ooh, buddy. I never had one before, but we're not endorsing Chicken Express, but man. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a fan of Chicken Express, other than their sweet tea. They got good sweet tea. They got good sweet tea. So, well, do you want to introduce the man, the myth, the legend, since you already have uh, hinted at it? Yeah, I guess I will. Uh, as we say every week, Keith is uh, far west Texas, so far that he is in New Mexico, yeah. but he was a Texas boy before. Uh, so, and you, just like you, you just you can't take Texas out of the kid so no uh keith you want to tell us a little bit about what you where you've been what you've done uh you're you're basically a brief summary of your life yeah you bet so uh i, I don't know I, I hope this like i said you've you've talked about me i think every podcast so i hope it <laughs> lives up to to what you're looking for here but uh yeah so i actually grew up in new mexico uh got to texas as soon as i could 
Um, and then God called me back to the mission field in New Mexico. And so we are uh, here in, in Southeast New Mexico. We actually call ourselves West Texas because we kind of have the same, you know, we're oil and gas industry. We, we, we do everything around here. We're yeah. Pretty much. If you, if you don't see the signs, it feels like you are in West Texas. You really do. The nice thing is we're, you know, hour and a half to the mountains. We're not bad at all. So uh, but yeah, I grew up here, uh, spent some time in uh, Dallas area, uh, spent about two years down there, spent uh, another five years in the Austin area, um, worked in higher education for a number of years, and then uh, called it into full-time professional Christianity as a pastor in Austin. And so spent some time in Austin and then called back here. We've been here um, at West Main Baptist Church in Artesia, New Mexico, uh, for 12 years. 12 years. Wow. Doesn't seem like 12 years. I know. Man, well, I, did, I, I didn't know you until after you were there, so it, it doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and see, I got to meet Keith at Highland Lakes Camp probably, yeah. what, 1999, maybe? 99, 2000, yeah. 99, 2000, went around there, so... Uh, Keith and I, we go way back. And, and the thing about Keith is Keith doesn't always tell me things. And so <laughs> Keith has, I knew that he got married. He's been married to Stacy for almost 16 years. Uh, they have three kids. But with the first one, I show up to his church in Austin. And it's like obvious that his wife's pregnant. And I'm like, hey, are you having a kid? Oh, yeah, man. I didn't tell you. So it's kind of been a running joke. Uh, he actually has three now. So yeah, uh, yeah, good, good times, good times. I told this story at D now uh, when I introduced him to the students. I was like, the the time I knew that Keith and I were going to be friends was the time we were standing outside the youth building, and we were all looking at the sky. Like this crazy storm came through the uh, through Elgin. And there's like tree limbs everywhere, lightning everywhere. And I, I don't know. He says he remembers. I think he was just trying to be nice. But I remember <laughs> I looking. I remember after he said that. <laughs> we looked straight up in the air. And it looked like a, a bolt of lightning was coming straight towards us. And we both flinched. Like, like we were like, <laughs> oh, no, we're going to get struck. And ever since then, uh, we talked about him every day. Magical. We just looked at each other and said, nope, it's time to go in. <laughs> <laughs> And that's probably the craziest storm I've seen since living here. So, oh my goodness, it's like a like a match made in heaven, huh? Right. Ooh. I've been out to New Mexico a couple. Well, once uh, that was a nightmare story. Trying to get there. <laughs> oh, it was. It was crazy. No, we we everything revolves around Highland Lakes, man. We we've got a lot of Highland Lakes connections, and so we. I went to school at Wayland and yeah, lived led rec teams for a number of years and rejoice music teams. So, uh, played learned. some crazy, played some crazy games. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then Jacob, we've done a lot of stuff. Uh, we've done some stuff with passion conferences with college students and yeah, I forgot about that. In Atlanta and Houston. And so that's fun times. Yeah. I haven't seen Keith in years. And then we meet up in Atlanta, Georgia. Like he, <laughs> he flies right past me. And instead of saying, hey, we just meet up in Georgia. So, yeah. no, there you go. 
a life of ministry, right? Yeah, yeah. Or at Houston. We met in Houston once, too. So Yeah, we actually roomed together. We had set it up there. Yeah, yeah. The the Atlanta trip, we were just kind of like, hey, you going to Passion? Yeah, I'm going to Passion. Well, I'll see you there. Maybe we should connect. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's good. That's good. Well, uh, if, if you listened to the podcast last week, are we okay with jumping in? Are we, you want to jump in the conversation or we're still going to chat? No, I mean, I was just going to tell them about. Please, please, uh, please feel free. So when we were in Atlanta, it was someone's birthday. I don't remember whose it was, but it was the last, it was the last night and we went to the steakhouse in North Atlanta. And this has nothing to do with Keith, but I just remember we all sat in this like round table and we had dinner there and it was nice. It was expensive, but it was nice. Uh, but the, the group that I took were like, hey, we want to ride the subway. And I think, uh, and we were in North Atlanta, but our hotel was in South Atlanta, right next to the airport. And it took us like three hours from where we were at all the way down to South Atlanta. And then we got to the airport and we're like, oh, we went too far. And the hotel had to come pick us up. And it was, <laughs> it was so dumb. I don't know why. It was late. And listen, Atlanta is a nice city. I actually really enjoyed it, but the subways at midnight are not something you call home about. I think I think the kids might say "sus." Are they sus? Yeah, yeah, sus. They're real <laughs> sus. That's oh my that, goodness. I think that's the same trip. I had one of our girls get sick, and uh, she was like, I, "I gotta get some medicine." And we didn't have a car, so we just Ubered yeah. everywhere. We we were close enough. We walked to most places. And so on that one, uh, I was like, there is nothing around us. And so we asked the hotel and like, we don't have anything, but go around the corner. There's a little store. It is a liquor store. And I was like, listen, <laughs> we're, we're gonna, you can't tell anybody this, right? <laughs> you're gonna go, I'm going to let you go in here, but yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's college students. So. Oh, yeah. Holy moly. That's so good. That's so good. So lots of history, lots of life together. Um, just, yeah. just so glad to have you on the show, Keith. And uh, you having me. Appreciate it, guys. You, you know, I, I think, uh, I think we should make it a goal. We should probably mention Keith in every show from here on out. You know, I, I, I think we can. <laughs> <laughs> the hype is so high right now for Keith that hopefully he doesn't drop the ball. There's a yeah, lot of exactly. pressure on this one. Yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's let's jump let's jump right in with two feet. Uh, last week, uh, Dwayne talked a little bit about uh, longevity in the ministry, and he said a little word that I just kind of clung to and and hung to, uh, and I thought, you know what? Let's talk to Keith about that. Um, according to some statistics out there, you know, pastors work ninety uh, percent of them work more than fifty hours a week. 80% of them say that they have insufficient time with their spouse. Uh, and supposedly, uh, 1,500 pastors leave their ministry each month due to burnout, conflict, or moral failure. That's a lot. That's yeah, a lot. Yeah. And so what Dwayne said was, you have to have balance. Is that, is that true, Keith? What do you think about that, uh, what do you yeah, think about that statement? So I was listening to that podcast and he said, you know, our wives are, you know, are pretty smart, <laughs> even though they married us. Yeah. yeah. They, they are pretty smart people and, and they have a lot of discernment. Um, I've always said, 
you know, a, a pastor's spouse has the worst job mm. because they get the brunt of what we're going through and we kind of talk through things. Well, then they can't go to anybody that they just have to sit there with it. And then they're upset if somebody's angry with us and they're upset if things aren't going the right way. But, and so pastor spouses is, is a hard job to have. Um, but yeah, that, I think that balance is, is hard. As I first got into ministry, I didn't understand it. I would sit at a conference and people would be like, how do you balance church and, and family and, and working? And I was like, it's not hard for me. It's great. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, my kids weren't very old or I didn't have kids. Um, and as I got older and older, um, and now that my kids are, I, I've got a, my kid turns teenage years. She's going to be 13. You, you know, it makes point. you sound, that makes you sound really old, Keith. Right? As you got older and older and older. <laughs> so she turns 13 this year. And so I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Or this Saturday. I'm excited about that. But it, 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 you know, as I, as I grow older and I have kids, I realize my kids are involved in things and I'm not going to go spend time watching your kid do something when I can be invested in my kid. You know, there's going to be another youth pastor here. There's going to be somebody else that takes over. Um, uh, hopefully there's not another dad that can, there's not going to be another dad that can do what I can do for her. And so mm-hmm. I need to be invested in my kids. So over the last several years, my ministry has changed uh, so that I can accommodate my family more than my ministry. It mm-hmm. just looks a little different. I can't be at everything anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, is there any particular way that you set those, those boundaries? Um, Sure. Yeah. So we, uh, we take, uh, COVID has been different. COVID's actually been good for families, I think mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of reasons, but, uh, we've set Monday nights cause that's been worked best in our schedule before we were here. I think it was Tuesday nights, but we just take a night where we go, we're not doing anything else. Uh, we may go out to eat as a family, but we're just spending time as family. Uh, a lot of times that looks like, well, nowadays, sometimes it looks like homework. Um, but it's just us. We're just we're just gonna hang out. We're gonna play a board game. We're gonna watch a TV show. We're gonna connect, talk, um, and, and we just know that Monday night is our time that we're gonna connect as a family. Um, so that's been really good. Um, and then I do my best, um, unless I have to get on podcasts in the m- middle of the day or night. Um, but I have to I, I jump on uh, and, and try to get home and see my kids go to bed. Uh, I want to, I want to be there when my kids go to bed. And so uh, I can't always do that. Uh, I get the opportunity to do uh, some PA announcing basketball games and volleyball games and some of those kind of things. And so, um, you know, every couple nights a week, I'm not able to, but there for a while, it was, it was a huge deal that, you know, when, that I was home. And so I just said, no, I I can't do um, both teams. I can only do one this year. And so, Mm -hmm. You know, I just had to say, no, I'm, I'm going to see my kids go to bed early. So, yeah, that's good. When you were younger, I guess, were you, how, how early were you married in your ministry? I, I never knew that, but were you already in the ministry and then got married or? Uh, no, I, I was married, uh, working at higher education. I was actually assistant registrar at, at a college in Texas and, hmm. Um, and then we were just youth volunteers at a church in Austin and, uh, just going. And, um, uh, my wife has always told me, I think you're going to be a youth pastor. And I was like, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I, I never really wanted to see the backside of the church. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, I never really wanted the, to deal with the griping and the voting and the backstabbing. <laughs> and 
we could see enough of that from the congregation. I didn't have yeah. any desire to be on staff. And so uh, I really didn't think I would be, but she was like, no, I think you will be one day. So she knew before I did. Um, and then they came, uh, mm. the church came and said, Hey, we think you need to be on staff. And I said, no, nah, you're crazy. And so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, I was married probably three years, two years, three years. So you were, y'all were learning the ministry side of things together as you. Yeah. Sure. The yep. thing I, 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 so I, me and Amanda and I proper English, uh, the first five years of me in uh, in the ministry was just on my own. And the thing I struggle now with is balancing that because I was so used to, sure. well, it's, it's just me and my, my dog's laying on the couch next to me. But <laughs> it's just me and my dog. So I didn't have to worry about somebody else. And uh, now it's, ooh. So uh, the thing I struggle, I think, I was going to ask was what about like, if you have like a long weekend, do you still keep those Monday nights uh, about your family or do you like, oh, I just, and I don't, I, I don't know if you're like an introvert like me where I can go all weekend during like D now, but your boy needs Monday to do nothing. And sure. like, so I don't know, does that affect your family time? Like if you have an event like D now, or uh, I know you do summer camp and uh, mission trip and all that in the summer. So. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, my staff here is incredible about, you know, family first, family first, and, and that's got to come from from up above. So lead pastor is fantastic with it. The rest of our staff is fantastic with it. You take what you need for your family. Um, if we're in staff meeting, family calls, you answer the phone. Like that's, they come in, we stop staff meeting because you deal with your family first. And so that's been a huge deal for me um, and, and kind of helped me. Um, but yeah, anytime we, you know, a long weekend or whatever's going on, it's, I got to have some time with family and, and I'm not as much of an introvert. I'm, I'm an extroverted introvert. So I enjoy my time alone. I like it. Uh, I have three kids, so I really like my time alone. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I, I really just like time with my wife too. And, and we don't get that as much, but uh, yeah, you have to schedule those times in of just, being by yourself, um, especially after a long weekend like that, it's not vacation. It's comp time, I guess, because yeah, been twenty four seven the last however many days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least at least seventy two hours, isn't that right? Yeah, if you're on a weekend D now, I mean, if you're at camp, yeah, who knows More than that, right? Yeah, that's that's yeah. above my math grade level. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why we're in the ministry, not the. Uh, <laughs> The, the numbers don't get me started on that oh, hey I, i'll touch on this this is my my favorite thing this is what i've i've had appreciation for from my wife come back to me um and if i can pass this along then then great so uh my wife is a volunteer she is my wife but she is a volunteer in my ministry hmm. so um, I had somebody come in, uh, several years ago and, and I just said, here's my budget. Here's my timing. Here's my space. Here's our church. Like from an outsider point of view, where do we need to cut back? Where do we need to push the gas? Like just kind of evaluate. Does it make sense? Yeah. And, and I think that was crucial for our church, for our ministry, for me, for my family to have somebody with outside eyes looking in and going, Hey, I passed by this church 
five or six times a year. I've never seen it. I've never noticed it. Wow. That, we're right on main street. That says something. Um, and so we, we've kind of changed some things that we've done there. Um, but for our family, uh, my wife was coming to Wednesday nights and Sunday nights and Sunday mornings, and she was doing everything I was doing. And I was like, she, he was like, you're, you're killing your wife. And I was like, man, I didn't, I didn't think about it. Um, but that was huge for me to kind of step back and go, where, where do you need to plug in? And she went, I, I love ladies ministry. And so she plugged into the community Bible study in town. And that was her niche, man. She, she loved that. She's teaching now. She's gone back to, to full-time teaching. Uh, but so she's not able to do that. So she works with us on Sunday nights cause she can, uh, Wednesday nights, she has her own circle group that she meets with, uh, for the church within the church here. Um, but she had, I said, where are you going to give up? You, you need to give up something in, in our ministry. Um, and so she's like, oh, well, maybe Wednesday nights would, would work and I can do Sunday nights. Great. So she plugs in on Sunday nights. We do our circle groups. We don't do uh, Sunday mornings anymore. We do our circle groups on Sunday nights. And so uh, that's been huge. And so um, our administrator, or secretaries sometimes will laugh at me and like, oh, are you mailing a letter to your wife? Yes. You know what? It, it's in the stack. I'm sending postcards to my, to my volunteers. My wife gets one. If I'm sending uh, calendars out to my students and my, my volunteers, my wife is getting one. So one, it helps me with communication so that I know that she knows it's, it's gone out Two, it kind of helps me know when our students are getting it because it came to my house. Um, but three, I know that, um, she's, it, I don't ever assume that she's going to be there. It, she's just mm -hmm. like one of those volunteers where, Hey, I'm not going to make it tonight. Great. No worries. We'll figure it out. And so that's been huge for me just to treat her as a volunteer on this side of, of things. Wow. I never even thought about that. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that in my notebook. So when it comes to like things that you, you do, like your, your, your work schedule, and then you do, you said it earlier about going to see students do stuff. Like last night I went to this one act play thing for us. So, and in our church, our youth group, there's like six different schools that we are between. Uh, uh, my battery on my laptop's about to die. Uh, we have like, yeah, they're all over the area. So when one school gets to do like, they do this one act thing and I was able to see a bunch of students at once. So it's like perfect. Uh, but also yesterday was my dad's birthday. And so I was put put into this like difficult position because my family was doing something for my dad's birthday. And, but I still needed to, you know, that was like a perfect opportunity to be, see a bunch of students at one place do one, like this act thing. And, uh, and that's what the next question is, is, how do you set those boundaries? Like when you need to be somewhere that uh, your family do need to come first. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think some of that has to do with just being around. Like if you can't stay the entire time, you just go for a little bit and you, you, you made face, you know what I'm saying? And, and you make yeah. a contact with a parent or two and you go, Hey, I can't stay long, but I just wanted to be here for a bit. Um, and you just make it known. Hey, I'm, I'm here, oh, man. I'm really excited about this. I've got a jet, but, um, and then just shooting a text later saying, Hey, really enjoyed you. You know what, what happened in that? And, um, man, here has been really cool because the radio station uh, has teamed up with the sports teams and, and the plays and the 
musicals and there's times that I just, I stay home with my family and I can watch it online and then I'll, you know, zoom in and take a snapshot and then I'll send it to them. Do your TV star, you know? So that's been, that's been really that's cool. We've been really blessed to do that. And so, yeah, I think uh, if you can make them both work, then fantastic, you know, do that and, and just make known, Hey, uh, or you just kind of say there was, there was a, a long period of time where I never made a choir concert because it was always on this one day. And I don't know if it was my wife's birthday or if it was some something was always going on. I can't remember at this time, but I just had to say, I'm not going to be there. And it's a huge performance you've been working on. And I know, but yeah, it, it speaks volumes to those kids too, that I'd say, no, my wife's more important than you are. Um, it it kind of speaks to who, who you love more and yeah. in the order of who we need to love and take care of. So um, it, it teaches a lesson in there too. Yeah. It's rich. It's rich. Yeah, it's hard to. I, yesterday was hard because once my dad's birthday, and he, that's just kind of a reminder that he passed away type thing. But sure. man, it's that one one thing where a bunch of students. The first, it's actually the first thing that I've been able to be go to since COVID. Uh, so, man, that was a difficult decision. But I can see. I have a hard time telling students no, sure. just because. You know, they, you know, their backgrounds, you know, being there would be the world to them. And so, but yeah, sometimes you just gotta uh, say no and have a hard time saying no. So, yeah. No, I get it. it it's difficult. Um, it, it really is. And especially a time like that where you're like, I have like a cluster. I can get, you know, make a touch with several students here and, yet you know a meaningful time at home what do i do and how do i balance this it's it's difficult um, yeah just being creative and trying to find those ways where hey you know I, I can't i can't be there but if you'll take a picture i want to see what's happening or can your mom live stream it or you know i really want to be a part and just letting them know i was there but i wasn't there yeah in different ways yeah that's good stuff that uh and really to even to think about just telling, you know, that, that those parents as you're at the game, you know, hey, I dropped in for a little bit, but I can't make it, you know, the whole time. Yeah, because I think for me, it's like, I want to see the whole game. I don't want to know who yeah. wins, you know. Uh, but but even though you you got to hire, you got to prioritize, don't you? You got to prioritize that. Yeah, so I get, I get to uh, do some PA announcing. I say I get to because I really enjoy it. it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and so I do the PA announcing and, you know, parents are just hanging around waiting for kids to come out. And yeah. I really want to just hang out and say, Hey, I was here, but they know I was there. I, yeah. I've been screaming <laughs> the PA system the entire time. And so I know I was there. Parents knew yeah. I were there. I was there. And so I'll just, I'll just run over and say, Hey, how you doing? I got to run yeah. and get back to see my kiddos. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. I saw a picture of you on the, on the Facebook today, uh, with your, uh, the microphone in front of you. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm about to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so so we've talked about we've talked about uh, spouse. We've talked about kids. We've talked about, you know, the kids in the ministry. Um, how do you balance all of that and still keep your focus and time and eyes on Christ? Mm. Well, uh, if we're honest, uh, we're not all rock stars like Jacob and Jeremy. Um, oh, goodness us, gracious. 
some of us get the opportunity to be full time on staff yeah. uh, and, and we're not killing it uh, on it with a day job. And then in the middle of the night, uh, you know, working on youth ministry stuff uh, and then coming back after, you know, working for hours and hours on, on the end and then going and, and investing in students' lives. So uh, for that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty flexible during the week to, to connect with other pastors, to connect um, and grow and talk with people. Um, and so that's been huge for me, uh, texting with you guys back and forth. Here's an idea. Here's a thought. Here's, here's something I'm wrestling with in scripture, whatever, having some friends that you can, you can do that with. Um, but also just having some time uh, in my office, uh, after I drop off kids from school, before I really jump into to my day to day, just being able to sit down and, and read some scripture, um, worship and do some of that kind of stuff. And so that, that's been huge for me. Um, I've never been a morning person. I don't know if you can be as a youth pastor, but, uh, no. but the older my kids get, the more I have to be, I have to be up and <laughs> get them going and get them to class and stuff. So, uh, so I find some time once I get into the office, it, it's really a good time for me to kind of sit down and buckle down. And then I've got a, a, an accountability partner that I meet with. We try to meet once a week. COVID's been bananas, right? But uh, we try to meet at least once a week where we can just talk about families and our families are good friends. Um, but he's another pastor here in town where we can just, he understands my woes and I understand what's going on in his life. And um, we can just kind of talk ministry, but we can also talk families and we can just kind of get some stuff off our chest, pray for each other um, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good. Jacob, that was, I think, I know, I know you, y'all hold this against me that I don't text during the day. Uh, oh my gosh. and I do I generally feel yes. bad when I because I'll come back and there'd be like 15 text messages from, <laughs> in this group I'm like guys you know I when I for, for my secular job I don't carry my phone with me for certain reasons uh, totally get it. yeah, yeah. We, we give you a hard time <laughs> we, we totally get it man you, you really are I mean both you guys are rock stars trying to figure out life and family and uh you know a real job i guess and then ministry on not on the side because it's always full time and so that's that's incredible it's almost like a single mom trying to do life you know with, with so much going on work and kids and everything else so uh, yeah. you guys are really where it's at so yeah. i would call us rock stars because <laughs> we would feel like we could i could do better but you know and then you're uh, like, oh, we don't have enough to do. Let's put a podcast together. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I guess it's the fair statement to say. <laughs> oh, man. We're not busy enough. Let's do a podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, and I think, I think that's just the, as you mentioned, the, uh, you know, that accountability partner and then, then our relationship and then our little text group, you know, of the 15 texts, only two of those are really important texts <laughs> yeah. anyway. Right. And, but, but that, uh, you know, that it is encouragement for one another, you know, for it's encouragement for Jacob and he's out in the field and it's encouragement for you, uh, you know, whether you're uh, dropping a kid off or picking a kid up or, or sitting in your office doing nothing. Right. Uh, I mean, you're always yeah, doing something. I didn't yeah. mean nothing, but mm. uh but, you know, I think that's where all of our hearts are. And that's encourage, encourage, encourage and, and lift, you know, whoever's listening up, you know, to, uh, uh, you know what? 
I don't read my Bible daily. And uh, I just, you know, just throw it out there. And, and maybe you don't too. And, and don't be, you shouldn't beat yourself up about that, you know, um, because, you know, it's, it's, I always like to say the Christian, Christian walk, the Christian journey, the, the, the ministry, uh, you know, life's short, but man, it sure seems a long, long journey. Yeah. You know, cause, uh, it's, it's just, it is, it's, it's sometimes it can be tough. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm administratively driven, I guess. And so I can get off on this little task of putting numbers together and finding buses and, you know, some of this stuff that really I don't have to know right now. Um, and if I'm not careful, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do Sunday night or Wednesday night or Sunday night on Wednesday or Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I mean, that that's, <laughs> I know we've all been there, uh, yeah, yeah. but it, I hate it. I hate doing that. That, you know, I, I really, I have to focus. If it doesn't get in my calendar, it doesn't happen. And so there's, there's mm. times I just have to go, you know what I'm putting, scheduling this on my calendar where nothing else is coming in. So I, I do the same thing for my wife. It's date day date night nothing's mm-hmm. coming in nothing's going to go out like we're we're doing date night you know it doesn't matter what's happening on that day mm-hmm. um and so if i don't get it on my calendar man it's likely not going to happen so sometimes i'll have to just schedule myself out that far and go hey i'm reading from this time to this time um, and i don't have to yeah. people walk into my office uh, my office is kind of tucked away in <laughs> in the youth room and so you know nobody's going to just come in i can usually hear them coming up the stairs or whatever but I don't know if a map could actually help find your office or not. No. <laughs> I mean, it's like. You have to know where you're going. Huh? Where is your office again? <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to your office. You have. You just didn't know it. You oh. In front of it. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you went upstairs, you were really close, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the soundboard and everything in my office. Oh, office. that's your office? That's my office. Yeah. Man, so, I thought they threw me in a closet. Yeah, no, it literally is a closet. <laughs> I'll take it. Oh, man. Well, listen, if you were to sum up uh, some of this conversation about balance uh, and just you know give a, a final thought, final word, uh, what would that be? Do it. Have <laughs> balance. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look, we can get overscheduled with other things. Um, and and it's hugely important for us to schedule our family first Mm -hmm. and then to schedule other things. Uh, and I think I said it before, but, uh, you're the only dad, you're the only husband, you're the only son that, you know, gonna, you're going to have and be, and so, and only you can be that one. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, your job's going to go by the wayside eventually. Um, somebody else will be in there. Um, and, and you just have to find a different way to connect uh, with students or with parents in, in a different way. Um, but put your family first, put your wife first, um, husband, if any ladies are listening, uh, put your spouse first, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then your kiddos and then your ministry. And so, yeah. Yeah. Well, we always, uh, wrap this up with two questions. Uh, the first question would be, what is the craziest ministry story you have? And then the second question is, what's the last song you looked up on purpose or listened to on purpose, like on Spotify or Apple Music? Yeah. Uh, crazy story. So 
everybody has a ton, right? Um, yeah. I think the one that kind of pops out that uh, keeps coming up is we <laughs> we were going to camp uh, just a few years ago, and uh, I was driving the the 15 passenger van. I have a trailer behind me, and we have another 15 passenger van behind us, and uh, my intern is up in the front row with me, and we're driving. And kids are being silly, whatever. And, and one of the kids, he doesn't show up a whole lot. Um, he's hit or miss, but he was going to camp this year. Sweet. And so he, he had the prime seat. He was sitting right in the middle of the front row. So he got the air conditioning from the top and he got the air conditioning from extra from us. And so he's being goofy. You know, all the kids like him and uh, he's eighth or ninth grade at that point. And, uh, he gets a seat belt wrapped around his neck and, uh, was like, ah, oh, this is funny, ha, 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 somehow. And so then the intern looks over and she goes, oh, he, he's really stuck. You, you should probably pull over. And I was like, that kid's an idiot, no. And so I just keep driving. And I look back and he's like, you see the seriousness, you know, in his face. <laughs> like, she goes, we need to pull over. And I was like, All right. So he's got this thing wrapped around his neck, man, seatbelt. And gosh, I don't, I just got out and got scissors. Luckily we had some scissors in the uh, first aid kit we carry with us. Oh my I was like, my gosh. And so still today we, we had that, somebody had to cut that off of him because there was no, that thing was locked. And I don't know if he did a flip. I, <laughs> how, how do you get this, that locked onto your throat? We're driving 75 miles an hour down the road, you know, going, what in the world? So we pull over and we, we cut it off. And so so now that kid can never show up here at youth again because every kid here, and we tell them, stop saying that stuff. They're always like, you're the kid that got the seatbelt. We don't have a seatbelt because of you. <laughs> and his family comes to church here on Sundays. He, he just doesn't plug in the youth group as much. But, man. It... <laughs> yeah, that had to make a new rule, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's always a rule for something. Yeah, they're still in the van. There's no seatbelt right there. So. That's <laughs> you funny that. Finishing, but you're not very safe. That reminds me of a – so, uh, you know, you met Morgan at V Now. Yeah. When we were in youth group, we were going to camp in Colorado, uh, student life camp. Uh, That's where we were going. Yeah, so we were headed up to Colorado, and I don't sleep very well in vehicles. And uh, – I, I finally fell asleep. We had left uh, Bastrop and drove all the way to uh, New Mexico and then New Mexico to uh, Colorado. And I finally fall asleep and right before we get into the mountains of Colorado. And this kid, he wakes me up and it's like July. He goes, dude, there's snow on the mountaintops. And I looked at him and I said, I, we've been in the car for 18 hours the last two days and you wake me up to tell me this so he it made me mad so i took all the seat belts in the 15 passenger van and tied them up and all all the seat belts in the whole van and just tied them up i'm so glad it didn't lock up like it did for that kid <laughs> there was no getting him out and we, if we would have had to cut him out it would have been all, of all the seat the seat belts. Belts. <laughs> you might have been walking home from colorado yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, That's oh, my goodness. What was your song that you intentionally listened to? Yeah, so uh, Phil Wickham, 
man, I love Phil Wickham. And mm-hmm. I know you guys are both fans, especially Jacob of of Shane and Shane. And so mm-hmm. Phil Wickham and Shane and Shane Christmas concert. I'm not a big Christmas song fan, but man, their Christmas concert is the best I've ever seen. It it was phenomenal. So mm-hmm. anyway, I like Phil Wickham. That was a side note. Phil Wickham's House of the Lord worship song. It's good. It's upbeat, strong. Talking mm-hmm. about and we, we praise the God who was, who is, and who's come, coming again, and uh, that he still has miracles in him, still doing stuff, still moving the rock. It's good. Yeah. yeah. I never never listened to Phil Wilkham until his, his, his new radio song came out. I was like, this is really good. Who is this? And then Amanda was like, it's Phil Wilkham. I was like, oh, I'm checking this guy out. So. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, Jeremy, what was your song? Uh, my song uh, was was that new Micah Tyler song that's on the radio, and I'll be honest with you, I don't think I know the title of it. Hmm. Uh, but it just it talks about like the lyrics is like talks about how you know you're you're beat down, broken, and and uh, and you know it's just it's just all about grace. It's what it's about, and uh, I don't know if you're looking it up or not, Jacob, but it's. No. It's one that <laughs> I tell you. Anyways, uh, it, it's just it's just all about grace, and I, I like his voice. Anyway, uh, he's got such a cool story about how he uh, kind of got to where he's got on mainstream radio, but and but uh, you know, very encouraging. You know, encouraging to lift you up from out of that out of that uh, rut that you might be in. So that's good. I'll tell Jacob? you the song. The song that I. So I told Keith this earlier before we started recording. Uh, at D now they the the band sang a song, uh, something has to break. And so yesterday, and I I've discovered this like Southern Gospel radio station that they're broadcasting in Austin now, and they they sang this song, and I was like, yeah, this is okay. But once you hear Kelsey sing it the first time, it's like hard to compare to that but i looked it up and it's uh something has to break uh by red rock worship I is it yeah yeah red rocks worship and i, I actually played it yesterday pretty much like five five ten times yesterday just because yesterday was a difficult day and plus you add in we, my busy schedule is like man i nothing does have to break and it was just a song that really hit home and then of course, once I listened to um, Apple Music, I had to pull up the video from D now. Kelsey singing. This is, yeah. this is good stuff. She's good, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the, just the song that really needed to be heard I, from just me personally. So, mm-hmm. it's really good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, that's good. I don't have any crazy stories. I think we, we talked a little bit about some of the ones we had with Keith and almost dying. I will say this when his, so Keith brought a group of <laughs> students to Elgin for a mission trip in the summer. Mm-hmm. And it was the same night as we almost got struck by lightning. It was just funny because the lights, the, the electricity was flickering in and out. But one of his students, I was sitting there trying to watch, it was the finals for the basketball. I think the Spurs were in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a huge Spurs fan, but I, you know, it's a Texas team. You got to, I was trying to watch it on this like 
bunny ears that we had set up in the in this <laughs> I don't know if it was the youth room or whatever it was at the time. But the, the electricity kept flickering. But one of his students, so they cleaned they were cleaning the church, getting ready to leave, I guess, like the next day or so. But the electricity kept going out, but every time the electricity would go out, that student would just keep vacuuming. And the lights were out, there's no power, but that student just kept vacuuming. And I was like, do we not know what happens when the power goes out? But she just kept vacuuming with lights off. And <laughs> I just sat there. And it, it, she vacuumed the same area for like 20 minutes and power was out. She was just like, and I don't, I don't think she realized it because she had headphones in, but she was, just, I, I wish I could remember the student, but I don't know who it was, but it was the funniest, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Um, well, and I do, I do think that Keith still owes you a, a blind there in the youth room from that that uh, it is baseball still, or football they got. It. it it's still broken, and I I completely forgot about it until he came and spoke at D. Now he's like, "You remember that time I broke the the blind and we looked over <laughs> and, and it's still broken, it's still there, it's still there. <laughs> and I didn't even fix it while I was there. It's crazy. Yeah. What a we, we've moved rooms so as. I guess it's not my problem anymore. So, <laughs> oh, there's probably like a like a limit on that, right? Like, a, yeah, it's been what? It's been seven years. You probably don't know it now. It's yeah. Jubilee, the year Jubilee on the broken blinds from the youth ministry. <laughs> and any student that was there probably already graduated. So, oh, that's yeah. true. I'm yeah, you're sure. you're in the clear. In the <laughs> I remember that was Michaela's first like youth thing and. She graduated last year, and we just are getting old. Yeah, right. yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, that's good. We'll just gray in the old beard. I do have gray. I have two. I have like one here and one here. Anyway, I got to come in on the sides and I make my barber <laughs> cut it out. Thirty years old. I don't need this. There you go. There you go. Well, Keith. Uh, Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us this uh, this wonderful Wednesday, record Wednesday, like we uh, sit down and do, and uh, we're just honored to have you. And, and uh, yeah, we could we could do it again sometime. I, I'm sure. Sweet. I'm yeah, always talking shop. So. Yeah, yeah. I think we should just have an episode where we just just talk and not have like a specific agenda. I think yeah. I, I think we could go for an hour. I don't know no. how long we've gone now, but <laughs> we could probably go an hour. Is the agenda talking. today? I didn't. Do we not? <laughs> well, uh, I call it an outline. I call it an oh, outline. outline. Yeah. We, oh, yeah, we, yeah. we had we had an outline. That we highlighted. A, we we stayed on track. We we did good. Nice. We did real good. But as as the as the producer co-host, uh, Jacob, you did a great job, and Keith, hey. you did too. Well, thanks. Yeah, you didn't drop the ball. I mean, you had high expectations, and I don't think you dropped the ball. <laughs> no, it's an no, honor. It really no, is. Guys. I mean, no, it, you, it's an honor to be a part. So I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Jacob, you got uh, that last part right there. Yeah. Where can, so they find, where can they find us? If you you stayed with us and you listened to our stories and <laughs> listened to Keith, and uh, maybe you'll mention Keith throughout your day now. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. And if you really want to see our ugly faces, we're on YouTube. So uh, 
I don't know how YouTube works. I, I one time tried to start my own gaming channel. It's a lot harder than you think. So, <laughs> uh, was that was that when you were playing like the Farm City though? Okay, well you don't have to call me out on that. <laughs> I was like, I tried to watch it one time. I was like, listen, it only takes a special breed to sit through eight hours of Farm Simulator. Yeah, is, it, is this this left Light and right? Is that all? I, is that, is that... <laughs> okay, it was peaceful. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if that's gonna. I don't know if it's gonna go viral or not, Jacob. Well, this might be since I got married and my wife still makes fun of me for doing it. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Well, let's, why don't we do this again next week? Uh, yeah. 